Welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator, 888-366-5256 is my 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week service center. That's right, I said service center, and let me explain. We get new listeners each and every week, so let me explain. This is a show about aviation in a very unique way, a way that reaches you, someone who might not even care about airplanes. Oh, but I assure you that there's something here on my radio show for you, something that will uplift no pun intended, something that will inspire and something that is different, entertaining, and a positive break from what you normally hear on talk radio. You see, people look up to the sky and they wonder, what would it be like to fly? Or maybe you look up to the sky and just think it's pretty darn cool what we do as pilots. I'm a pilot, decades of experience flying over a hundred different makes and models of aircraft, But if you think that all we do is pilot talk about airplanes, you would be wrong. Aviation nuts like me, relax. Hold on. I didn't stray so far off the rails that you won't find stuff here that's enjoyable and cool, even for pilots. (laughs) But this is the Renegade Aviator radio show, so we need to break some rules here ethically break some rules. That's what the Renegade Aviator is. Here goes. I promote aviation. I love aviation. No, I love flying airplanes. There, that's a little bit better. I love flying airplanes, but in order for me to fly the really cool airplanes that I do, and in order for me to talk to the really cool people in aviation like my guest today, I have to set goals. I have to work either hard or smart towards those goals. I have to ignore failure and rejection, or at least learn from them, and I need to be excellent. It dawned on me one day. Maybe me going after my passion or talking to others about their passion for aviation might be of value to you, the listener. Maybe you have those stupid, silly dreams that keep you up at night. Maybe you have some lofty goal that makes no sense to anyone but yourself. Maybe, just maybe, I can be of service. So take down my number, 888-366-5256. That is how you can reach me anytime. Just leave a message. In the meantime, I have a special guest this week. You're going to love this guy. Listen up 
to my interview with Mike Patey. This guy will knock your socks off. Here we go right after this brief break. You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. Right on, David Costa, Renegade Aviator, and I am pleased today, ladies and gentlemen. I've got somebody you need to listen to. His name is Mike Patey. And Mike, for those of you that don't know Mike, uh, you need to check him out on Facebook, and I'll let Mike do the talking, but this gentleman accomplishes stuff that most people, he accomplishes more in a, in a day than most people accomplish in a lifetime. Mike, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, great. Mike, and I appreciate you coming out and talking to me, but just real quick, who's Mike Patey? Give the people listening who you are. <laughs> <laughs> My, let's see. I'm uh, from a family of 13. I have an identical twin brother. We grew up on powdered eggs, powdered milk, as poor as you could possibly be, and the happiest guy you'll ever meet in your life. I love to build, I love to create, and I can't sit still very long. That's Mike Patey, I guess. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, this is, this is a renegade aviator show, so, uh, you know, the overriding reason to come out here is, Mike, you've got a couple of really cool airplanes. Explain what they are real quick. I've done a few airplanes. My two favorite right now, sitting out in a hangar, would be uh, an airplane called Draco, which is an extreme backcountry bush plane that I converted and put a PT-6 Pratt & Whitney-28 turboprop on that I've been fortunate enough to squeak out some wins at the last two competitions and stole, stole comp- competition flying at the EAA Oshkosh show and uh, at the Stoll Drag World Championship in Reno last week. That's one of my favorite toys. And my other one is a, a small race plane called Turbulence, a one-of-a-kind racer that uh, cruises at about 380 knots, currently the world's fastest single-engine turboprop today. My other little hanger baby, and there are two passions, uh, labor is a love. I had fun building. He's, he's being very, very uh, humble in his explanation <laughs> of this. So these two airplanes, I, I can't do justice on a radio show. But we're going to try because these are over-the-top aircraft. I think you said in 16 years you built 13 airplanes? That's right. Okay. So for those of you that know any of the average pilots at an, at an airport that is a home builder, usually the story goes something like this. The guy is 75 years old, started building the airplane back in 1971, and is now just getting ready to fly this thing. So imagine 16 years, 13 airplanes, uh, why why are we talking today? Because I, Mike has got a work ethic, an ability, and I think some words of wisdom for those of you in your own life that may have a passion, but getting stuff done is our biggest challenge. So, Mike, how the heck do you build 13 airplanes in 16 years? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> well, I, I got to say part of it is uh, just a... Uh, an interesting what could be a disadvantage I'm going to call it an advantage uh, I don't need as much sleep as most people I don't know if that was uh, don't know that that's genetic because I have an identical twin brother who's genetically the same but uh, as an early age I just I have a drive to completing projects I learned from my father he's the greatest mentor of my life and the greatest man I, I know he taught us that when you start a project, you finish it. And whatever it takes, you get it done and you let nothing, nothing get in your way. And you smile the whole time you're building it, no matter how hard it is or how many times you smash your thumb or cut yourself. 
you just laugh it off, get up and get back to work. And um, between a great father who taught me how to work and how to finish a project at, at any anything necessary to make it happen, and the ability that for whatever reason I, I need a few less hours than most people, gives me a whole lot of extra time in a day and I fill that day with only tasks that go to the end goal. You know, it sounds simple, right? That sounds so simple. I fill my day <laughs> with tasks. And I, and I think all of us, we're all challenged in some way. So you mentioned initially, you, you had what you may believe, or some people may believe to be a disadvantage, you turned it into advantage. You mentioned something very key. And, and again, we met over Facebook, smiling, that gratitude, right? I enjoy what I do. Is that a decision or are you on these massive medications that you smile? <laughs> you know, I, I, that's um, a good question. No, I, I kind of, I actually shy away from any kind of uh, medication. I do have one addiction that would probably be my Diet Coke from McDonald's. It uh, tastes so good on my lips. I know it's probably not good for me, but that is my morning coffee for me is a Diet Coke. But uh, no, I don't use any uh, medications or anything at all. The happy attitude, I actually think it's a decision. I, I, my parents told me I, I've always been a happy kid. Everyone has really tough challenges, and I have been through my share, and everybody out here and everybody on the radio has had a challenge in their life that has absolutely knocked them flat on their back, and I have had mine as well. And I think one of the things that really helped me, I learned from my mother, was that no matter how hard that is, there's others who have been through it, who have been through worse, and maybe you are going through what's worse than anyone has ever gone through, and that doesn't matter either. The choice is to just turn around, pick yourself up, try and laugh it off the best you can, and decide to get okay, and decide to be happy. And so people comment on my, my attitude, and I, I, I think that's great. I, yes, I'm always, someone made a meme the other day about me and I just kind of laughed. It was the many faces of Mike Patey and it said, here's what he looks like, distracted, sad, unhappy, mad, excited, and they were all pictures of me smiling. And I, you know what, what a compliment. Thanks to my mom for that. Just like a dragonfly. Call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. This is the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with your host, David Costa.
I am happy. And if you are at one of my builds and you watch me slip off a ladder and take a header and put my leg through the ladder and twist it up in a ball and I'm on the floor and just, just squirming in pain, I am literally laughing at the humor of what I just did, so stupid that I have smacked my head on the concrete, twisted my leg up in a ladder, and I'm thinking how funny that that was or must have been to someone who got to see me do something so dumb. I think I try and take that example and, and roll it into whether it's a slip and fall or someone did something or a business project cratered and fell apart or whatever it is, a, a marital struggle, and just, just realize that that's life. And life is awesome. And life is fun. And life is a challenge. And it's, it's a project. And um, I look at my task building airplanes the same way. They all have challenges and crappy parts and difficult parts. But break it up. Grab that little crappy part you really didn't want to do. Finish it, build it, look at it, be excited that crappy little thing got finished and it's awesome and it ended good and smile about it and then turn on to the next really fun, cool thing you can do. So I don't know. I think it's a decision. I agree. And, you know, and another thing that as, as we're talking about Mike Patey, what he's done, what he will accomplish in the future, I want to also remind each of you. I'm sitting here today because I believe that if we stand next to people who are doing great things, it's a motivation for each one of us. And that's, that's part of the role of this show, right, is to help you. Yes, this is an aviation show, so I'm going to go back. We're going to touch on some aviation stuff. You're Draco. You did that whole modification to an airplane. In five months? Yeah, it's just barely over five months. So five months. Now, again, if you're not a pilot, if you're not an aviator, if you haven't at looked at what it takes to put together a home-built aircraft, you know, people will call these amateur-built airplanes. This guy is no amateur. Um, explain to people kind of the, not all the steps, you couldn't possibly do it, but kind of what you went through to take a stock airplane and totally transform this thing into the meanest <laughs> off-road airplane. I'll call it for those of you that are pilots. This is an off-road airplane. This thing will land in the airport of a postage stamp. Mike, explain <laughs> what you went through on Draco. You know, Draco's probably like many of the past aircraft I've built. I just, I got into this backcountry flying idea for love of aviation with my friends. And the companionship that we all get to enjoy as aviators where we can run into someone we've never met before, shake their hand and smile and say, this guy is part of my family, and this guy is my friend, and I don't even know this guy. And that's aviation to me. And I, I, I got drawn into this bush flying part of the aviation family. <laughs> Maybe it's just the other side of the aviation family. And I fell in love with it. And I got into uh, a Wilga standard, and I realized quickly that this four-seat plane that I wanted to put uh, me and my boys and my kids and go camping with could not go where a two-seat, super extreme modified backcountry plane could do that would be flying around Alaska in the backcountry. And I thought, you know what? I want my boys to come with me. I don't want two seats. I want four seats. And I want my camping gear. And I want the plane to land in 100 feet and take off in 100 feet. And everyone said that can't be done and the plane doesn't exist. And people have been trying to do it. And I thought, man, that is awesome. It can't be done. That is, that is like 
lighting a fire under me. I, I, I thought, you know what? They may be right, but maybe not. So that's what prompted Draco. I said, you know what? I have a plane that if I got my, me and my boys and our camping gear and our fishing poles and our bows and arrows for, for playing in the backcountry, and I'm up on a mountaintop and it takes me 1,200 feet to get off the ground, I want to do it in 100 feet in that same weight. What will that take? And, and you know what? That's what prompted it. So I pulled out a calculator and said, what if I put a great big motor on it? Let's take out a piston and make it a jet-powered turboprop. And will that do it? And the calculation said, no, not even close. You're not there. You can got the power, but you don't have the wing. You're never going to get slow enough to land. You're not even going to get, get off the ground soon enough. So that changed the wing. That got me closer, but that wasn't enough. And now I needed bigger flaps. I needed bigger ailerons. The wing wasn't long enough. The shape of the ring, wing was wrong. I needed to change it to a higher lift and put a big under uh, cusp on the front. So that really started to modify the plane. And then I started to worry about if I want to get stopped fast, my center of mass is so high up in the wing, I want to move it down low, so I want to take the fuel out of the wing, I want to move it down into my gear legs. And that has never been done before, but that's going to help me get closer to the, to the end target. So really, I'm getting too much into it, but everything from the tail of the plane to the front of the plane had to change. And it just was a, a period of time where I sat with a pencil and paper, and I am a horrible artist, but... <laughs> Uh, I draw some pretty wild things and they make sense to me and then I go try and build it. And that's what prompted Draco and that's what, what gave me a goal to go after was to break it down and say why can't it be done and hit it from end to end and realize that for the most part it couldn't be done but by changing one or two or ten things. But if I change 50 then maybe it can be done and fortunately enough it Worked. To the average human being, these would have been excuses not to do it. To the average human being, we would have gone, well, you know, can't do that project, got too many things to do. Five months. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Doctor, I've checked everyone. Mr. Stryker's the only one. What flying experience have you had? flew single-engine fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four engines. It's an entirely different kind of flying, altogether. It's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind of flying. flying. Besides, I haven't touched any kind of plane in six years. Mr. Stryker, I know nothing about flying, but there's one thing I do know. You're the only one on this plane who can possibly fly it. You're the only chance we've got. Mike Beatty on the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with me, David Costa. We will be right back. You know, I really liked his comment. Quote, decide to get okay and decide to be happy. Search Mike Beatty on YouTube and look at him getting stuff done. Take a look. This is David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Want to get stuff done in aviation? Give me a call. 888-366-5256. Listen to my sponsor messages. That keeps us here and on the air. We will be right back, and we will be happy.
Costa, the renegade aviator, will be right back after these messages. You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. they see your airplane Mike how, how would they look um, at Draco and turbulence okay so <laughs> well I guess if you just want to see it physically see what it looks like Draco uh, I did a I, I, I started filming someone and a lot of people kept saying Mike you keep building the craziest stuff why don't you let us see how you do it so for the first time ever it was just this this year I broke I took out my cell phone out of my pocket and I started filming me you know <laughs> pointing the camera at myself and rambling little clips so these are super crude, not not cinema, cinema, cinematic. Is that cinematic, right? Cinematic like <laughs> at all, whatever. Um, but they are just me pointing a camera and saying, "Hey, look! Here's how I make a carbon fiber part. Here's how I machine a part. Here's how I design landing gear." And I started filming it, and uh, so I, I made a little YouTube series build. Uh, I think I might do more. It seems like people really get a kick out of it, and I've had a lot of people call me up and tell me how much fun or help them get their projects done. And and for those of you who have reached out, and it's, it's hundreds of you now, I thank you guys. I love you guys for doing that, telling me how much fun you've had watching that. But I guess on YouTube, Mike Patey, you can see um, the silly silliness that is me playing with airplanes and laughing at myself uh, when I screw it up, screw things up. But uh, that's where you can find it. Find Draco and, right and and see what it is I like to play with. And, and you know, Draco's just one. Turbulence is the other one. The fastest turboprop anywhere. This thing is a rocket ship. Real quick, give me give us an overview of the fastest turboprop single engine aircraft known to man. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's funny, Turbulence, um, it was based off a Lance Air Legacy airframe, but it couldn't do what I needed to do, so it was like Draco, I won't dive into all the details, but nothing was right to achieve what I wanted to do. My really, my goal was to, uh, I wanted a plane that could run Reno race speeds, but not with 80 inches of uh, boost and ADI and water sprayers hoping they hold together for 10 minutes. And which, by the way, is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> My Reno Race fans, a freaking Reno Racer, fellow racers, uh, family, friends, fellow pilots, you guys are rock. I love what you do at Reno. So, um, but my goal really wasn't um, how do I how do I beat 
Reno plane, because I don't fly this at Reno. There's not even a category for me to fly turbulence at Reno, so it can't even go there. That was not the goal. The goal was to say, how do I fly at Reno speeds, which is over 400 miles an hour? And uh, Turbulence does just set the new course record, 20-year record, second pilot in history to hold over 400 at the Air Venture Oshkosh race. I had almost 100 planes at that race and I uh, set the new track. Uh, used to be 401, as one pilot had ever achieved it, 401 or 402, I don't recall. Now Turbulence holds it at 438.02 miles an hour. That speed at that course is... The same speed I fly to work uh, twice a week to Texas and back and around the country. That is my normal cruise flight is 438 miles an hour, 380 knots. That was my goal. How do I build a plane that can go those speeds in a single engine and do it cost effectively, fuel efficient, and reliable? And, and so everything changed. The front, the back, the tail, gear, raised the plane, changed the cowlings, made new cowlings, made a new tail, made a new wing, made new wing spars. Um, or reinforce the spars. Um, uh, there's a lot of mods to that. And so to get turbulence where it is today, it was, it was similar. Some said it couldn't be done. And so it, it couldn't doing one thing. It took a lot and, and now we're there. So I'm excited to have that one done. And anyway, as part of this pre-boarding, they say, we would like to pre-board those passengers traveling with small children. Well, what about those passengers traveling with large children? <laughs> Suppose you have a two-year-old with a pituitary disorder. You know, a six-foot infant with an oversized head. <laughs> kind of kid you see in the National Enquirer all the time. Actually, with a kid like that, I think you're better off checking him right in with your luggage at the curb, don't you? <laughs> well, they like it under there. It's dark. They're used to that. About this time, someone is telling you to get on the plane. Get on the plane. Get on the plane. I say, I'm getting in the plane. In the plane. Let evil Knievel get on the plane. I'll be in here with you folks in uniform. There seems to be less wind in here. David Costa, the renegade aviator, will be right back after these messages. You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. I've been counting all my steps All my nose just turned to yes Silently I must confess My troubled history Alright, David Costa, Renegade Aviators. Two more quick segments with Mr. Mike Patey. Saved the best for last. You're going to really benefit from staying with me and listening to what Mike has to say. Want a copy of this show? Call 888-366-5256. Throttle up. Here we go. 
But Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot. You had said something as we were walking into the room when we were talking about people with these great ideas that don't execute, that if somebody were to give me a million bucks, I could do just what Mike is doing. And you had some really cool words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so it, it's actually, it's just a concept. I grew up really poor and I love that part of my life. I was um, right in the middle of a pack of 11 kids and the happiest family you could ever dream of. Oh, we had our struggles, of course, and we fought for the same piece of bread on that, that kitchen table when we were a little short. But we have a great family. And, and I always heard these conversations growing up. I, I've raced everything since I was a child. I, I, ra- I built go-karts when I was eight years old is when I learned to weld. I went from go-karts, drag race, circle track, Indy, took hill climb championship. At the times I was doing those smaller projects, pre-aviation, pre-million dollar Draco build. I was the guy who had nothing. I had no money. I had no uh, ability to ask someone for money. Uh, I didn't know anybody that had money. What I had was a family and a mother and a father who said, you don't need any money to accomplish anything. What you need is the confidence in yourself to decide you're going to do it and then make the necessary steps and changes in your life to achieve the first of 100 or 1,000 steps to get there. So when I built my early competitive racing machines that won records or made covers of magazines growing up, it wasn't because I had a million dollars to do it. I had nothing. I bought metal from scrapyards. Finding the pieces that someone threw in a pile was go mow more lawns than any of my friends could possibly mow. And so my dad taught me that everything is obtainable. I grew up I remember having conversations at some of these smaller races 25 years ago as a kid and having someone say, I would win this go-kart race if I had that guy's dad's money. (laughs) And you know what? For those of you who are saying it, I get it. There is challenges if you don't have money. I agree completely. And possibly you could if you had that guy's dad's money you could be the first place at this or that. But maybe let me challenge your thought process and go back in time. That dad maybe didn't have money or that guy maybe never had money, but he had to get there. I don't know of a magic fairy money guy that goes around and says, here's a million dollars so you can build the coolest drag go-kart hill climb machine or airplane. I don't know of that magic guy. Do you? I don't know. I haven't Uh, seen one. I haven't seen one. So what my dad taught me was, um, it was, you know what? You don't need the money. If you need a million dollars to build your million dollar dream plane that can go beat that guy or your million dollar dragster or whatever it is, then start with step one. You need a million dollars. How are you going to get it? Is it by turning on the TV and watching four episodes of your favorite show back to back? I promise you that's not it. I, I, I mean, if you want to do that and that makes you happy, I am going to be the first one to push up your chair and turn on the freaking TV and say, live your life and be the happiest man possible because that's what you want. And I am going to cheer you on all the way because I everyone has what makes them happy in life. But let's just say 
If you say, I could or I would with that, and you say it in a negative way, maybe recheck your thought process and rewind and say, well, I want this or that. How do I get it? How do I earn the money? Where do I need to sacrifice? Where do I need to not play? Where do I need to, to stay up later? What do I need to do to help my neighbor with this project or that project? You know, for me, I, uh, my dad went blind when I was 15 years old and he was a sign painter. And this is back in the days when you painted signs freehand and they went on the billboard of our local grocery store. That's what my dad did to make a living to feed a family of 13. And when he went blind, there is, isn't money. Older siblings were in college. Younger kids were too young. My twin brother, Mark, and I realized we needed to help be financial providers for the family at age 15. Well, guess what? My dad taught us how to do that, how to work. We went door to door, and I was 15, and I looked 12 years old. I mean, I, I matured late. I really looked like an infant at 15. And I went door to door, and knocking for over a month, with every single door closed in my face because I probably looked like a 12-year-old that didn't know what he was doing. And I carried around a Polaroid picture of a deck, redwood deck I had built with my dad. And that picture I carried and I said, I built this deck with my dad. Can I build a deck for you? Huh. That was my first business. Huh. And I got told no hundreds and hundreds of times. And I smiled and said, that's okay. It, they're not saying no to Mike because Mike's not a nice kid. They're saying no because they don't need a deck and I need to find the guy who needs a deck and he'll <laughs> tell this 12-year-old-looking 12 12 kid that he can build a deck. And one day someone let me build him a 10-foot by 10-foot deck that sat in the mud so when he went outside, he didn't step in a mud pile. It wasn't really a deck, but it was a little platform. And then I carried two pictures, a platform in the mud <laughs> and a deck I built with my dad. And you know what? By the time I was 18, I had 200 employees. And I built decks and gazebos all over the country as one of the largest deck and gazebo manufacturers at that time. And that, that's how I started. And, um, and it's, it's because I made a decision. I didn't get to ride my bike as much as my friends. And I didn't get to go play softball as much. But here's what I got to do. I love work. I love to build things. And just like my friends love to ride their bikes, they thought that was more fun. You know what? Smashing my thumb with a hammer on a deck maybe didn't seem like fun to them, but it did to me because I decided it was fun. And I laughed when I did it, and my buddy that was helping me build the deck, yes, that's still fun to me because I decided that's fun. And, and that's the decision we made. So. I don't know. I got long-winded. No, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> that is powerful. You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, 
David Costa. Today's show was about getting things done, accomplishing something. And we learned that you don't need money. What you need is the confidence in yourself to decide that you are going to do it and then make those necessary steps and changes in your life to achieve the first of 100 or 1,000 steps to get there. Those were the words of Mike Payne. We're wrapping up our final segment. Take a listen. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Here's a gentleman today that has put together some of the neatest aircraft I've ever seen. Mike, I'm grateful for you. I really am. <laughs> Thank you. You've been an inspiration to me. And now, now the humbling, the humbling comes because I need to go accomplish stuff because there is no <laughs> excuse. And I'm just as bad as everyone listening. I make excuses. And I'm a guy that thinks I don't make excuses. So if you think you want to be somewhere else in life, go hang, go meet, go talk to people like Mike Patey. Go talk to people doing exactly what you want to be doing, right? Great advice. Offer assistance. Don't sit there with your hand out because you're going to get put to work. And that'll show what kind of person you are. It's a decision. So, Michael, thank you very much. I yeah. really appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Let me let me throw out one more thing out there. Those of you who have accomplished it, we were just told to go ask those people if they have done, who have done it, how to do it and help you. So here's the other. For those of you who have figured out whatever it is you're good at in life, when one of these guys come up and ask you for help, good grief. Stop for a minute, pause in your life, and give them every bit of help possible. It is, it is so much more fun when you get to share what you've learned with everybody else. So for those of you who want to get out there and learn something, go ask. For those of you who have figured out how to do whatever you're uniquely good at, get out there and teach people how to do it. Because I promise, you're going to smile, that guy is going to smile, and the world's going to be a better place. I promise you that. Couldn't say it better myself. Mike, thank you. Thank Thanks. you very much. Outstanding. So we end as we began. My mission and purpose of this show is to pay forward the blessings that I have been given in aviation. One help, 888-366-5256. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya.